You're listening to Education Experts with EDX Education. Education is evolving. Join Heather Welch from EDX Education chatting with teachers, psychologists, parents, authors, creatives, and other talented experts to keep up with the trends and what's happening from around the globe. This podcast series from EDX Education discusses home learning, school readiness, being creatives, changing in education, discussing what's next, hands-on learning, or as we like to say, learning through play. Welcome everyone, I'm Heather Welch from EDX Education, and today I'll be in conversation with Cecile, also known as the Frenchie Mummy. Cecile is a mum to a cheeky bubba, an ex-teacher. She's been blogging about her life as a French expat in the UK. She's on a mission to empower and inspire mums to be amazing. She loves presenting you with family-friendly places in Kent and London, French fashion, through her award-winning blog. Today we're chatting with Cecile about her home learning, importance of skills learnt in the last 12 months, being bilingual, and where to next with the Frenchie Mummy. Welcome, Cecile. It's wonderful you could join us today. Can you introduce your passion for brightening up everyone's day by sharing your tips and advice on fashion and parenting? Hi. Um, so thanks again for having me. I basically started my blog back in 2016. It started during my maternity leave. I was off work for a year and I wanted to share my journey and my experience with other mums. And uh, I also wanted to share how you can be a kick-ass mum and try to uh, empower ladies who have uh, children. I love all your different blogs and everything that you have, Cecile. So you have anything from lifestyle, eating, travel, beauty and fashion, which is amazing. So it's always, it's a nice go-to. And also you've won a lot of awards. So how has this all come about? Well, I think when you basically when you start a blog, it's all about like having a community and getting to know you. It just didn't happen overnight. Um, I've been doing it for five years now. So I think at first I pretty much started it like many other mummy bloggers. It was just a place, an outlet for me to to share about being at home with my little one. And also I felt like I needed a little project on my own. I used to work um, as a teacher before I had my son, Baba, and the first few weeks were amazing at home with him. It was just, you know, just all the new thing and loving it all. And then very quickly, I realized that I needed a project for myself. So I started with my blog and at first, I think probably just my friends, my family, my mum were reading it. But very quickly, I discovered that there's a blogging community where you can engage. And I started talking to other bloggers on Twitter, Facebook. And then it's just, you know, it's just growing gradually, basically. You just get people and grow your social media, I suppose, And more people um, read my blog. And one day out of the blue, I got this person saying, we would like to give you an award and because you're one of the top mummy blogger in the country. So it was just a surprise. I think it's just being visible, like every day, create some content and share, share my life basically with my audience. And I've been growing it very slowly over the last five years. And it's just, yeah, daily little things, just sharing our life as a mum, an expat mum in the UK every day. Do you have tips for mums that want to start a blog that maybe you're thinking about, maybe they've come from corporate roles and you sort of get thrown into this, you know, this amazing maternity leave. But then, as you said before, then you have to start a project for yourself kind of to keep sane and, you know, it might even, 
to for personal development or even feeling like you're you know giving back as well yes yes absolutely I think when I became a mum I realized that very quickly I couldn't have it all you know we've got this this idea I was quite naive in a way I was basically in my 30s and I thought that I could have it all the job the the baby the house the lifestyle you know and 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 you realize that sometimes you can't have it all you have to let things go and you have new priorities when you become a parent so that's what I'm trying to do I think I'm trying to show to mums that it's okay not to have it you know and not to be perfect but basically sometimes I feel like the work-life balance of being sold or told in the media we can have is not happening always. I don't know if you know what I mean. Like sometimes it's more like finding an harmony. There's some aspects of my life that are more important at times. Absolutely. So it's the compromise, I think isn't it, 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 it motherhood? Yes. Yeah. Constant yeah. compromise. And be authentic as well. I think if you, if to go back to your first question as well, if you want to start a blog, I think it's an amazing, amazing project, you know, to to do. When I started mine, it was just for me to 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 like um, express my feelings and kind of like having a journal where I could go back and you know read my my feelings and my emotion at the time. So just start being you, being authentic and try to meet other bloggers it's very easy once you start getting out there using the hashtags on twitter on facebook i remember very very quickly literally having this connection with with people and i think sometimes you do that as well to, to meet people like I, I was basically on my own in this house with my baby i needed to meet other parents so if you're out there talking about your life and willing to meet new friends it's it's the perfect way to do it just get started and also don't overthink it like before I actually started mine I waited two months because I was I was um, walking and I was thinking oh I would like to write a review about the the buggy we used to have and um, I was very conscious you know at first I was like who's going to read my blog? I mean, nobody's going to be interested in me. And I remember telling my um, my boyfriend, I said, oh, well, we're thinking, you know, it's nice now, I'm at home and everything, but I would like a little project for myself. What about I do a blog? And he laughed, he laughed at me because I'm, I'm very not technical. So don't get scared with all the technicality of it. You know, you, now you've got WordPress or other websites and they get you started quickly. I was like, what is a widget? What is SEO and all of that? And he laughed at me and he was like, that's not going to last two months. You know, you're rubbish with computers. I am not going to help you every time you've got a problem. This is your project. If you decide to do it, you go for it. So that's why I decided to call him grumpy boyfriend. I just, you're so grumpy. I'm going to prove you wrong. So, you know, I think, yeah, sometimes just don't be scared to go for it and don't wait for the moment because sometimes you can always say like, Oh, I don't have time. I've got this. I'll do it later. If you want it, do it now. It won't be perfect, but you will get better over time. I mean, if I look at my first photos and my first post when I started in 2016, I don't think the quality was right. You know, I, I don't think it was amazing, but I've, I've just practiced. And I think now my pictures, I wouldn't call myself a photographer, but my pictures are better. So just go have a go, do it and connect with other people. You'll make lots of friends. There's so many nice people out there. And I think also people want to see real real life like us, you know. I'm, I'm just 
I'm just a normal mummy. I'm, you know, they don't want to to see or read about famous people. Some, sometimes they do, but they also want this more normal side, I suppose. That's probably why, yeah, probably why it works in, in a way. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, as a mum, when you first, if you, you know, so a lot of people have children a lot older and they've had a corporate career or they've had a career mm. and they find that transition really hard because it can be quite lonely yeah. or isolating. I mean, in the last 12 months, for many people that have had lockdown babies. Oh, I can't it, imagine not having play date or play group. Uh, I feel really bad for those mums. They're really missing out. And it's not a real maternity leave, is it? I mean... No, no, it's not really material. And that's why now, I suppose, in a way, you can connect with people on social media. I mean, I'm, I made friends. There's some people I, I consider my friends. They live in Canada. They live in America. I've never met them physically, but I do, I do consider them my friends. So it's probably a way to do it, especially in lockdown. I think it's, it's a great way, actually, to express yourself and meet other people. Yeah, Definitely. Cecile, the last 12 months we've all relied on social media and also digital, you know, any sort of digital forums a lot more than we have any other time. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, as a society, how has the attitudes changed towards, say, bloggers or influencers that you think, do you think it's more positive? Do you think it's people are relying on them for, like, authentic reviews for products? I think people see someone like me, like, a small blogger I don't consider myself a big influencer you know like those people who are on tv and then they just become influencers and yeah. sell the product I think they see us as like more authentic and relatable because I'm, I'm I'm just honest I give my opinion you know if there's something I like I will I will just say it and also I think sometimes I like to reflect a lot on what I'm doing and and also showing not the perfect side of things, you know. Sometimes I admit to my Instagram, okay, today as a mum, I failed. And I think it's very natural and it's only human. People want to see this human side of you. And, and I think that's what they like, you know. They feel like you're more like them in a way. And they trust probably um, bloggers like me because because you test product, you, you know, you really try them and... I think if you if you can see the passion and the love of a product online, it's it, it's obvious the, the way people talk about it. Like bloggers like me, for example, if if I show a video of my son using a, a toy or or something he likes, it, it's just not fake. You can't fake that. It's just real. It's it's just happening. It's something in the moment. No, children are very they ground you very quickly when it comes to toys. <laughs> yes, yes, they are, and I think. Um, well, my son is, and I am too. Actually, I'm. I'm really. Um, I'm really expressive. People always say I'm like a book open. My face. I can't lie. People just see what I, what I think and how I feel about things. So, yeah, I think a lot of parents actually look at people like me because I'm just like them, basically. You know, and I'm just gonna say it the way I, I think. And, and that's they can it. relate that's back just, to it as well in that authentic way. Yeah. So the last 12 months, was Bubba at home with you? Has he been at home on and off for school closures? So he started school in September. So for the first lockdown, we obviously had him at home about three months, I think. And then when they reopened nurseries, he went back in June for a little bit. Then we had the summer holiday and he started school in September. And then obviously we've been in lockdown. We're based in Kent. So we were in tier three. So we were already like kind of locked down. And 
back in October, but he stopped school before Christmas. And he's just been back three or four weeks now, I think. Just, yeah. So he's been pretty much with me for three months and last year as well. So a lot of time at home with me. Have you been, have you found, I mean, as an ex-teacher, have you been home learning with Baba? Like doing, has it been a play-based approach? Are you teaching him French? Um, So I speak to him in French and we have uh, French books every day. So we read, we speak French, we also do like French stories or sometimes we watch French cartoons together. But I've not really like put too much emphasis on that. I don't want to stress him about it because obviously he lives in the UK, so he's got a big um, British environment. And also we haven't seen much my family, of course. So it's just some things I implement every day. I just speak to him in French and he's now starting to produce some uh, words in French or sometimes he mix it both he knows a lot of French words when it's about food for example so he would say oh can I have a brioche maman it's quite funny he knows he knows the food because obviously I'm the one in charge and I speak in French about it uh, but yeah over the last 12 months been quite nice you've been able to I suppose speak to him more and more have you seen that improve yes I think Actually, yes, now you talk about it. That's very interesting because I feel before, obviously my partner is English, so we see a lot of his family and he used to be at nursery and English environment. And now you say it, actually he spent more time with me. He has been talking more French. He obviously understands, but he was never really eager to, to talk much. But obviously, you know, his main language is still English because he's in a British environment. But now, yeah, since he's been a lot at home with me, he's actually speaking more French. Very interesting. I didn't realise. No, because it's just naturally, I suppose, that he's just done it over the last few weeks. It's like my... Well, yeah. yeah. Spend more time with me. I suppose he's get more French input, whereas normally it would be at nurseries or in English environment. Absolutely, because they don't start French at school until, I don't know, year three, do they? It depends on the school. Some schools do it. And uh, I think that primary school, they they always try to have a language. So it's either French or Spanish, but very often Spanish. So it depends on the school. And, you know, they just have like one hour a week and it's basically playing games in French and singing song. It's just to introduce them, which is really lovely. So in a way, it's good. But it's funny, you know, it, it it was always a bit reluctant sometimes to speak French, but now it's more natural, I suppose, because you spend more time with me as well. Yeah, so you'll notice it more and more over the Easter holidays, over the break, that he'll come and speak French to you. Actually, you could have a secret language. Does your grumpy boyfriend speak French? Because then you could have a secret language and say things. when He does, but very basic. And sometimes I speak to your Baba and he's like, I don't know what you two are talking about. So that's brilliant because, but yeah, Baba is um, he's not really good at keeping secrets anyway. So he tends to translate to his dad in English. <laughs> but we could, if, if he really wanted to put his mind to it, I think we could, but no, he's not really good at keeping secrets. He, he actually told his dad the other day, he went up because obviously like my boyfriend, well, his birthday was like two weeks ago. So I got him um, a nice craft beer box so I was like very quick to hide it and everything. And he saw it. So I was, oh. you know, wrapping it up, making it nice. And he said, oh, what is that? So I explained, you know, it's a secret. It's a present for Papa. And next thing I know, I hear him upstairs going, Papa, your birthday presents arrived. You're going to get some beers. <laughs> and I was like, that was supposed to be a secret. Now he knows. <laughs> You're not children. They're just like so 
it just, yeah, it's just so natural. I was like, okay, lesson learned. You will never, ever have a secret from me, ever. <laughs> no, you have to hide it in the car and bring it in at night when they're asleep. <laughs> and then if they find it, you gotta, you've got to find the loft anywhere under the bed, wherever they're not going to hide, you need to do it that way. But listen, yeah. I'd love to hear about your career before the Frenchie Mummy. I understand that you're a French teacher in schools in the UK. Yes. Yeah, so um, I went to university in France and then basically back in 2008, I applied to be a language assistant. They call that FLA, Foreign Language Assistant. So I applied with the British Council and I got a job in a school in South East London. And I was uh, with French classes, basically helping the teachers to do their GCSEs, role plays and stuff like that. And because I liked it so much, I thought... You know, at first it was just like a project. I was going to stay one year, improve, practice my English, just go home. And then I wanted to be a French teacher in France. But I loved it so much, I decided that I was going to take the course and do the PGC to become um, an official teacher in England. So I did that. And then I met my boyfriend. So I had another reason to stay. And I started working in a secondary school as a French and Spanish teacher in um, South East London. So that was 2011. And I was working there uh, for five, six years. Yeah, six years. And I was teaching both um, um, secondary, so GCSEs and A-level classes as well. So that was a, a dream come true. It was my job. I always wanted to be a teacher. And um, I got lucky to to have the opportunity to to do it in a foreign country in, in the UK. So that was really, really good. I, I really enjoyed sharing about my country, my culture and seeing the kids practicing, improving the French and, you know, like seeing them able to speak in my language. That was just that was just amazing. It was really, really important to me. It was not a job. It was a vocation. I really wanted to, to share that and, and, and teach, I suppose. Yeah, teach a language. That's so lovely. What's the first thing you teach children in a French class? Uh, so in year seven, we would start with the greetings like bonjour, je m'appelle, so how to say your name, how to ask your name, uh, simple greetings like goodbye, and then you move on to like numbers, you know, how to say your birthday, how old you are, and also pets, family members. Those are all the fun times, you know, with year seven, you do so many games and it's just, it's just really interesting actually because I use some flashcards over the lockdown with my son to teach him and do a bit of French with him. So I was reusing my resources that um, I created ages ago uh, with my year seven classes. And I also used to work in a French school, um, Saturday French school in Greenwich. So I had resources as well. I've got lots of worksheets and books. And it's just, it's just amazing to see, especially at this age, you know, they're so young. They just, they just get so much and they remember so much. Their brain is just like a sponge and they it's just it's just really magical language isn't is, is really important one of my children so uh, my oldest child we lived in Singapore at the time when he was 18 months till he was about three or four and we he used to learn, learn Chinese and English at his kindergarten and it was really lovely because he cottoned on to the language really quickly I mean I as I you know I've mentioned before I'm quite tone deaf for language so for example if I was to speak French to you, but like what you're just saying, I could say, 
bonjour, je m'appelle Heta, et toi? You know, that's about, that's about as good as my language gets in French, whereas my husband is fluent. He's, and he's got this amazing way to hear language and hear the sounds and whether it's Arabic or Chinese. So amazing. I'm very jealous of that, actually. I think that's an amazing thing. And maybe in time with more practice, <laughs> I can... Well, about knowing it all you know like even if you go to France you're just making the effort to say bonjour comment ça va I think it's always so lovely you know like going to a country even if you just say a few words you, you know you don't speak it fluently but you just make the effort to say hello goodbye I love that going to a country making sure I just know those basic and I say to everyone I can just to say hello this is me happy to connect with you I just I think it's amazing and it, it helps with so many other skills when you do languages so that's so true when we used to travel we used to teach our child whether we'd be going to Thailand or anywhere we'd always teach them the niceties so hi hello thank you very much can I please have you it depends on how old they were but they were well when we when we were traveling it's not been much traveling in the last 12 months so when we were indeed but listen so I'll be interested to know you know as a teacher and as a mummy What do you believe is most important for children's skills to learn when they go back and as they're going back in the next term? Uh, for me, I think the most important was social skills. And that's what I was really worried about when my son was at home with me because I think it helps so much, you know, being with other kids, uh, learning to be with other people and not always with your parents. It just just means you like you improve your independence And it's just more natural than being in front of a computer to do a lesson. Um, even like, you know, interaction with your teacher. I mean, since my little one is back, is so, so happy. I think it's so important. Social skills, definitely. Also, imagination, I would say, is a good one to practice. And I think, you know, you can do that at home as a parent. At the moment, we've got this new habit where before we go to bed, we both make up one or two stories. So he's making up a story, making up a story. And I just love it because sometimes he comes back with some crazy things. I'm like, where did you get that from? You've got so much imagination. You know, sometimes as adults, we just tend to forget this, you know, this creativity, this imagination that children can have. We just like doing a, a job, a task, and we don't create or imagine so much and it's just beautiful to see a child being creative like that so yeah creativity is a, is a very important skills as well actually I think so social skills imagination and also curiosity I think children being curious you know when they are at school or even at home it's so much important because if they're curious they want to learn more they want to develop all the time and and I think it helps as well the independence to be to be honest with you that's one of the kids absolutely I have to agree curiosity creativity imagination social skills I know that my older child he was on five six hours of zoom a day it was really hard oh that was awful I it was we mine was really really small so it just had one hour uh, yeah. in the morning I was very reticent at first. I was not really keen on doing it because he was so little. You know, he was only five. I think it's difficult for them to concentrate an hour on the screen. But we did it. And, you know, the school was creating so many nice resources. They were so helpful. And it was nice as well for him to see his other friends, his teacher. But instead of spending so much time on the computer, I tried to make sure that we went out every day 
even myself, I actually learned again to reconnect with nature, you know, like to stop, going to the woods, listen to the birds, touching the trees, look at the leaves, how the wind is moving them and just things like that. Like, yeah, reconnecting with nature was so, so important, especially during the lockdown. I just, you know, stay away from devising like, yeah tablet or screen I mean of course if children were older they probably had to spend more time on the computer with the school they needed to have the education but there's more to it basically I think learning through life skills having the experience and I hope that's what we find is that children did get the opportunity well let's hope that many children had the opportunity to do that but it depends on I suppose where you live and if you have access to these facilities whereas where you live, obviously, you've got amazing access to beautiful facilities and even just natural facilities that you can go and have a look at, which is a which is wonderful. I have to ask us, what's your most memorable moment in lockdown one, two, three, and well, one, two, three? <laughs> Let's hope there's not a four. Many of them you can remember. Which one are we in? Number three, number four. Oh, no, um, one, four. <laughs> four. <laughs> I don't know. Let's hope not. I think for me, it, it's not just special moment it's like different moments when my little one was at the park you know and we would go to like local woods or local places and he would play and he would giggle with his dad and just seeing this smile on his face and you know like really feeling like my son and my partner were my rocks you know I I really felt like we were a team it was my tribe and seeing this happiness all together that was just magical, you know, seeing him giggling because his dad was tickling him in the woods or they were playing hide and seek. That that was just very simple, but just just pure happiness. That and also when he went back to school in um, in March now, was it? Yeah, the 8th of March he came back. The teacher said that she could see he made so much progress with his reading and his writing. And it was such a nice compliment because there were days when it was so difficult to get me, you know, not motivated, but to get him motivated to say, come on, Baba, okay, we're going to do a bit of writing now. I just, I think you forget because, you know, writing and reading for us are natural skills that we learned ages ago. But I forgot how difficult it was to tell a five-year-old what to do, try to teach him to do this and find new ways to make it fun or always make it into a game so it could, sometimes I really doubted myself was I doing it the right thing was he progressing enough and when the teacher said oh he's made such huge progress on his writing I was just like yes okay I've done a good job happy days all this time it was it was really worth it and um, I've done my best you know given the circumstances and I hope a lot of other parents felt like that because it was not easy and I'm sure as long as you care and you really try that's all that matters, you know. I've, I've seen so many times on social media, people saying, oh, I'm struggling so much, or I think I'm not doing enough, or I'm, I'm, I think my little one is going to fall behind. I think, you know, if you try and you care and you do with what you have, because obviously, you know, you have to work and do the house and stuff around, that was just, you know, a big thing. There's so many things to jumble together. I think that's a lot of mums and dads need to, give themselves a big pat on the shoulder and say, well done, you've done it and you've survived it. That's that's really magical as well. Absolutely. You do hear many mums, I suppose, worried about academic losses, that what they're calling it. But as you mentioned before, oh, well. one of the things that you're talking about is, you know, 
more of a loss of social skills, imagination, curiosity, mm. and being creatives. And hopefully we do realise that actually there were many positives and people, I suppose when we've got time to think about what's happened over the last 12 months and that's what comes out is that many of these children had a chance to stop and change the perspective of what they were learning and how they were learning. You know, as you said, one of your son, sorry, your son has reading has improved because he's had that one-on-one time with you and your yeah. Mr. Grubb. Then again, school teachers can't give that, you know, she's got 20 right. children in the classroom. I understand. So it was, you know, it was for me, it was my moment to go for it and do it. But I also think over the lockdown, I mean, I don't know about others, but personally, I really, really realised once more, even more than before that, you cannot tick all the boxes in a way. You know, sometimes we're just in a rush, tick, 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 tick. I've got yeah. to do that in my How about just stopping, just enjoying the moment, just sit down at the park, just look, looking at him, having fun with other children now. And I'm, I'm just like, oh, that is really nice. And you know what? That, that was lovely and I'm a good mum for doing that and you know it, it doesn't you know it's not all quick let's have a 10 vegetables or fruit and vegetables a day or you know a 10 writing or you know sometimes you have this list you have this feeling you have to tick the box it, I think now we probably discovered it's not all about that and there's more to it like this true contentment or happiness yeah con- contentment is that the word I think I'm looking for yeah happy within the own I tell you one thing I did enjoy is not having all the club culture the extra sports on the week oh really and mine is too small this hate so I'm, I'm I'm really eager for him to go actually oh, no, trust me it's amazing it's a good community and everything but I quite liked my son's really sporty I quite liked not having the football and the rugby and all those different things so I must be the I quite liked having the time as a family rather than mm, being yeah. out there for a few hours, and especially in the middle of winter. I didn't mind not being next to a rugby pitch in the middle of winter, to be honest. I <laughs> missed that at all. <laughs> so, But listen, Cecile, how can our listeners get hear more about the Frenchie Mama or get in touch with you? So you can read my blog, which is simply The Frenchie Mummy. And I'm also on Instagram at, at the Frenchie Mummy, and you can see all our adventures in Kent. Uh, I share a lot of photos, stories on my Instagram and on my blog as well. So if you are looking for places or ideas to spend some quality times outdoors with the children, definitely check out my blog. I'm going to do way more on Kent and give you all the good places, the free places where you can have lots of fun and uh, make the most of the summer in the UK. <laughs> Cecile, thank you so much for joining us today and please get in touch with Cecile on the Frenchie Mama on Instagram or have a check out at her blog. She's got lots of lifestyle advice, there's fashion advice, there's food and there's parenting advice too. So you can head over and she'd love to have a chat with you. So thank you very much, Cecile, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. There are so many exciting developments happening right now in education. EDX Education would love to hear from you, so do get in touch or subscribe to our podcast, which is available on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, TuneIn, and so many more. This podcast series is brought to you by Heather Welch from EDX Education, as she'd like to say, let's create lifelong learners.